Hi everyone and a very special and warm welcome to this In Conversation With. A new edition, a new interview in this new inspiring and exciting series Management Events presents to you In Conversation With. And in this series we're going to talk with the most prominent and inspiring business leaders across all over Europe, across all over different sectors and all over different field of expertises. And what we're not going to do is to deep dive too much into real specific business related topics. Now what we would like to hear in these interviews, we would like to hear the personal leadership journey, the personal reflections, the key challenges of all those business leaders. What keeps him or her awake at night? And what are his or her thoughts on leadership, but also on diversity and inclusion? All those questions we would like to hear answers on in these personal interviews I'm going to have with all those global business leaders. So this is actually a unique moment to listen to a conversation with one of the most inspiring and prominent business leaders across all over Europe. And in this edition of In Conversation With, I'm really happy and proud to have here as my guest, Angela Gretzou. She is the CEO of Avon, a global beauty brand. So please welcome to In Conversation with Angela Gretzou. Thank you. Thank Hi, you. Angela. And warmest regards to your entire community, the management events community. Hi, Angela. Thank you. Welcome to have you here in our show live from where are you right now? I'm in La I, actually, I'm not in London. I'm in Northampton. This is the Avon UK's home. And we, I came here for some meetings and I'm starting my day with the uh, lovely meeting with you. This, uh, I hope, a really uh, enjoyable coffee chat. Yeah, we're so happy to uh, to have you in our show and that you're able to free some time to uh, to talk. Well, not with me, but with our viewers, of course, as well. Um, Angela, I tried to pronounce uh, your name already correctly, Angela Kretsu. Uh, uh, let's start first with some of your background. You're originally from Romania, right? Yes, yes, I'm originally from Romania. Although in the last 20 years, I lived in many countries. I lived in US. Uh, I lived in, uh, in in Turkey, where I led uh, Middle East and uh, um, uh, Turkey and Africa. I, I lived in Moscow. Uh, I led from there uh, Eastern Europe uh, in some locations, in Central Eastern Europe, in Serbia. I've been to many parts of the world, learned their languages. I have had a really fascinating journey uh, with Avon for the last uh, 24 years. Wow, that's looked like an amazing international career with many cultural differences. We'll come back to that later on. But first, Angela, in this series, like I said, uh, we meet a lot of business leaders across all over you. What we ask our guests is to ask our next guest a question. Um, we didn't prepare this, so this is a surprise for you, actually. But our previous guest, one of our previous guests was Marguerite soeterman Reine. She is the chairman of the executive board of Aeon. Um, and she has a question specifically addressed to you because since Avon is a, let's say, a global beauty brand, she was, uh, well, curious to your answer on her question, which is, is beauty compatible with intelligence? What are your first, first thoughts on this question, actually, Angela? It depends how you look at beauty. To me, beauty is not just the color of the lipstick. Yes, to me, beauty goes beyond anything that we use to enhance yes, our presence and to make ourselves 
more, you know, to have a more pleasant presence. It, it's really beauty goes to dimensions like dignity, financial independence, the empowerment is to speak, speak up, to be an equal partner to, to men in the world, if, you talk, if we talk about feminine beauty. So beauty comes with, with a confident person. Beauty comes with somebody who feels good in, 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 in its own skin. So then, yes, beauty is connected to intelligence. And again, intelligence has many dimensions. What intelligence are we talking about? Is the intelligence of really creating value together with uh, others? Is it intelligence, you know, the ability to understand the way the world works? Is it intelligence, the uh, native or, or educated curiosity? Intelligence has many dimensions as well. So I love the questions, really. It's a wonderful question. Yeah. Uh, I would say that there is a connection. It's everything, you know, part of an ecosystem. Yeah, because usually, at least, I think for most of people, beauty still is something that is related to the external of to the external part of people. Huh? The, the, let's say the, the what you see. But you really explicitly say, well, not beauty is, is of course, is what you see, but it has a real connection with the inside of people. What 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 it gives you. Is that, is absolutely, that... absolutely. There is no lipstick in this world. There is no mascara who can cover a bruised soul or, or, or somebody who really doesn't feel well. Yes, either in their own skin or in that, that very specific context or with their life. I mean, you can, you can see people with no makeup or no scent or no distinct clothing and still say, hey, I see a beautiful person and I'm and not calling necessarily the symmetry of the face or of the body or any kind of uh, standards of beauty, you know, would be applicable to that generation. Yeah. You simply see a beautiful person. So that's why to me it's extremely important is to call out that larger definition of beauty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we move on, Angela, please allow me to, 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 to take us back a little, bit, a little bit back to your youth when you were a, let's say, a little Angela walking around in Romania. What was your ambition, let's say, when you were five or 10 or maybe 12 years old? What, would you, what was oh, your ambition? Oh, that age. Okay, okay. I was not ready for that question when you said <laughs> that no, we'll we were talking about younger we... Angela. I was, I was thinking <laughs> of me in my 20s, but, ne but not a child. So at, at that time, I was um, I was passionate about mathematics. So I wanted to, I, you know, or in physics, atomic physics later on. Uh, so I wanted to, I imagined myself being surrounded with people. So at that time, I only could man imagine that will be a teacher or a researcher, uh, and and follow, you know, follow this compass in my professional life. But at all times, no matter the professional ambition. I, my, my keen interest has been to feel that I can add value and, and that related to every day and not to a future projection of what will accomplish my dream one day. And, and, um, and, and I stick with that you know, ambition even nowadays. Yeah, and what was your dream at that time? You were saying to, to, to accomplish be, my to dream? To be fully, I think, the, I think beyond the dream, it was my ambition. I, that whatever I do in my life, I need to feel fully engaged with it. I need to live with intensity to feel I add value and I get value, that I'm needed and I need, that, that I'm part of something bigger than, than just the life routine that 
you know we get educated with from yeah. very early ages yeah so i've always i've always wanted and i think many people maybe they don't define it that way but many people like matt it's it's really and maybe a majority yeah. would want to find that meaning and to me that meaning was to have that sense daily sense of uh, create creating value by you know by the side of a community yeah and then uh, well let's say not at 12 years but you started really an, at that early age already at avon right you have a long lasting career at avon avon behind you right I started yesterday when at the age of 24. By that moment, I was already having quite a good work experience because I, I worked during my university as well. Um, one, because I, I really had extra energy left, <laughs> and, but as well uh, because I needed the money. And, and uh, when I joined Avon, I already had quite a good experience in, uh, in, in sales and marketing. Yeah. And did you, working in different industries, yeah. And did you expect to become the CEO when no. you started? Did you? Did no, you not have... just an expectation. It was not. It was not part of my uh, desire, nor nor something I even contemplated, nor nor even envied at that time. Yeah, I mean, because the way I was looking at it was was that that could be a role that would, would take away from me that ability to fully enjoy what am I doing, what I'm doing. So that this is how I perceived those roles, these um, very high executive roles, the C-suite roles at that time. Yeah. And, uh, and you said the, the, the key thing you always wanted to do is to, to, to bring added value, to, to yeah. make sure that you have added value what you do. Is uh, talking about leadership. I want to, to to touch upon the topic of leadership. Is being a leader for you the the was it already the key ambition at that time to make sure that you because being a leader you are well in the position to add value, right? But see, you call leader like the title on a business card. Anyone can be a leader from the early ages. You know, not having any title not even having a job, they can be a leader. They can engage themselves with any activity that can bring value. Then they are leaders. Yeah. The moment they engage few neighbors to do something on their street, or the moment they speak out uh, on the name of those who have been disadvantaged in their classroom, or the moment they lead a uh, project, or the moment you know they take their first job and then they come with a new idea, or they engage everyone in some volunteer work. These are leaders. Leaders don't wait for titles ever. No, because you're Lead, you, yeah. So you, yeah. if I look at it in that with that definition, I felt I'm an engager, not necessarily a leader. It was a sort of a pretentious, kind of a sophisticated for me. You know, the way people were calling leaders at, at least during that time, 25 years ago. Yet I wanted, you know, to do things that matter. And I've always engaged myself in extra activities at work, at home, with my friends, um, from organizing the parties to organizing, you know, um, things, you know, volunteer, you know, the charity events. Yeah. Uh, I've always been part of some movement of a kind, yes, from the time I was, I was um, in high school. Yeah, you were always there at taking the lead in that sense. Call it or or engaging others 
yeah. who were who knew better than I knew as to to lead. I, I've never looked for the front uh, and law role. It's... If somebody sees the leader that the one that goes up to a hill and then calls the people to come to him, I've never been that kind of leader. It's interesting because talking yes. about leadership, you I hear you a couple of times saying it's about engagement. It's about to be able to enable. Is that the, the key definition of leadership to you? Is it is it to, is it to, no to me to me this is it is is to be an enabler, a connector, a multiplier. Multiplier of energy, multiplier of other people's potential, multiplier of resources, connecting resources, connecting people, connecting information. Yes, and enabling, creating an environment that goes beyond yourself. Yes, and creating an environment that gives back that excitement of us creating, you know, piece by piece more value. In a way or another, it can be intellectual value, uh, can be, you know, um, tangible social value, can be business value. Yeah, and, and it's, it, it's not a hierarchical uh, notion of leadership in your uh, definition of leadership, right? Then being yes, the CEO... It, it's not. Yeah, it has never been because it would have been... I mean, okay, so maybe it was a little bit of the beginning. So before I learned how, how things work, uh, when, when I had my first management role in Avon, at that time, I was quite intimidated by the hierarchical setup of the company and, and thinking that I was, you know, um, lonely as a woman, lonely as being too young and lonely as being too Eastern European. Yes. Yeah. So uh, somehow I positioned myself as an outsider, not necessarily the environment. I, I have to tell you, I mean, in Avon, I have had all the chances to succeed and not just myself, many like myself. We grew up together. We are multiple generations of having true equality of chance. Yet, at that time, I had that perception that the reason it, that's why I said I would never be a CEO. I would never, it, but not because I felt that intellectually or energy-wise, you know, uh, I was lacking the confidence or I had a self-doubt. Mm. It was just because I, I, I felt it's too remote from what mattered to me. And that was the ability to be part of a community, not to be at the top, like on top of a hill, nor, nor behind pushing people to the front, but just in the crowd, being an engager, being one link, yes, in the full chain of the energy and value that gets to be created. Yeah. So this is how I position all my time's partner. And being, as a, as, of course, with distinct roles, I mean, with every role I had, Business-wise, I had different kind of responsibilities. The responsibilities are the ones who should make the distinction in between job titles, but not in tight, not should never lead to entitlement and, or and, or an outside position. Yeah, yes. So you, this this is how I made a distinction. Yeah, you say a couple of interesting things because when you're starting your 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 career, you had the perception of the hierarchical uh, uh, situation in the company. Yeah, but it, it was that in hindsight, was it a wrong perception, or have you changed the organization as it is right now? Yes, uh, uh, well, uh, there, there were 
was, uh, I mean, at that at that time, there was still this kind of perception. The organization is not the same, of course, like with, with every other organization, we all, we all evolve. But at that time, I was completely intimidated by it. And I thought, OK, um, I, I must have been selected for this role by mistake. I mean, I would never <laughs> walk like these guys, never talk like them, never look like them. Yes. Um, and I know I know I called my mentor at that time. And and I told him like so Danshu, this was this is his name. And I said, look, they've made a mistake. I have to tell them before it's too late. <laughs> and you did? Did you tell <laughs> them or did you? <laughs> and sorry. <laughs> did you did you tell them that they made a mistake? At no, the time? I, I didn't get to that moment. <laughs> okay. Luckily I called first my mentor. So and he said to me, so what are the things that really make you think it's a mistake? I said, first of all, I'm a woman. There are not many women around in this management team. Uh, second, I'm, I'm too young. I was 27 at the time, imagine. And yeah. then and then Eastern European, they are all, you know, clearly coming from these Western European countries. Um, majority were UK, US, and, and I don't have that perspective. I don't share the same background. I, I, I see very, I see the world in a very different way. And yeah. then he, he responded to me, exactly, you just called out the biggest value, value points that you can bring to the table. Don't put yourself on the other side of the table, ever. You are part, you are with them. They selected you because they want your perspective. Yeah, so, so don't be too shy, don't be too modest. It to doesn't have to be alternative. It has to be end value. So. I, I mean, I always say this with humor. It's not like the next day, like in American movies, I opened the door and all of a sudden I was very <laughs> confident. But that was, a, to me, a tipping point. Yeah. And then soon that I'm not the alternative. I am part of a healthier mix of perspectives. And that, my, my responsibility is to share those. That's, that's another interesting thing I hear. You're, you're talking about being part of a let's say, a team, a, a, an organization, uh, not a new role, but being part of the existing, let's say, framework. Is this, is this definition, eh? we talked about leadership versus engagement, is this definition of leadership and partnership also one of the key definitions of leadership to you? To me, it is, because look, nowadays, especially in the context of the world today. Yeah. There are no prescriptive strategies any longer that can work. There is no playbook for the times we are living. And that applies to every industry and to every leader role out there. So, we, I mean, nobody can be that arrogant to say, I know what I have to do. I have exact, I know that's the plan. <laughs> yes. Well, some of, so, them, some, some of, some of them pretend they, they, they know everything, right? Good, good, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> so that, if it helps, <laughs> but so do exactly because this world requires um, agility to learn in real time. Yeah. Uh, we realize that we are more dependent than ever on others. There is not one person that would have, you know, a silver bullet. No. So it, it, we understand more than ever that we are part of an ecosystem. So when you have that understanding, organizations as well, we need to accept that for them to be agile, respond in real time, being local while scaling global, um, make, making sure that they have this multiple stakeholder value, you know, managing the paradox of maximizing everyone's 
needs every day. So when you put everything together, you need an army of leaders, not just one CEO. Yeah, you need, you need an, an army, an army. Well. And an army of leaders doesn't come with managerial roles. You want everyone to play in its position like they own the company. Yeah. So then what you want in terms of behavior and culture is partnership because that empowers everyone around the table, no matter the title, to own the game. Yeah. You play the game. You don't just wait for this, for instructions for you to move the object A to, uh, uh, you know, from one side to another. But you so have, uh, that you, is you, why, yeah. to me, leadership is an engaging partnership. Yeah. All the time as a leader, you know, add value and create an environment that adds value to and, and uh, nurtures the value exchange yeah. uh, between um, I would like uh, Angela to uh, to uh, move on to a next very uh, at least for your personal uh, personally as well, but also for you uh, for, for Avon as a company. It's 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 supporting women. It's a, it's talking about diversity and inclusion, of course. And um, uh, in the in the in the pre uh, preparation talk we had, we also discussed this topic, and you started smiling right away because this is really what 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 drives you right supporting women yes, and you, you start so. smiling again talking about this topic <laughs> yes. what is what is your personal driver why you think this is so important so if if i if i look back i mean i'm 24 uh, years in this company and for many of my uh, um, different alumni from different schools or friends they all ask me so how come you haven't felt the need so far to change the company is it's because it's maybe one of the most intellectually stimulating but i assume many jobs are like that mm. but what makes the difference for me is that it's it's extremely rewarding and very meaningful when it comes to the tangible you know perception of the impact that uh, we create with Avon community around the world. And I've seen it and I, I, I get to see it every day um, because of the specifics of our business model. And it gives me unbelievable joy, really unbelievable joy. And then a high sense of responsibility in the same time. Yeah. And keeps me keeps me engaged. It's the very definition of success I was striving for since I was little. Yeah, to, to add value and to make sure to that you can be value. open. And this has happened with every of my roles. So even if I was not CEO of this beautiful company, which is a great honor, privilege, and as well, huge responsibility, uh, at every role I've had, I had 11 roles in, in this company since oh, wow. I started. And with every role, I, I felt I'm the CEO. I felt I'm the partner. I felt, you know, I, I'm one of the owners, yes. Of, of the company. Yeah. And is it also uh, uh, because I listened to you talking about your leadership career and, and uh, the, 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 the example you mentioned when they ask you for a position, you would like to ask them, uh, are you sure? Uh, do, have, you, have, have you made a mistake asking me? Uh, and, and then you, you say, well, I'm too young. I'm, I'm from uh, Eastern Europe, but I'm also a woman. Is it, is it something that has, that, that, that has been one of the key challenges you have experienced being a woman uh, having difficult challenges or other challenges than other people in the organization? So let's start all, to, all together with the overall Avon's environment just to kind of explain clearly the context. I mean, this is a company who for 136 years has um, strived and dedicated its energy, resources, mission to women's empowerment. So from that perspective, 
um, that's something that we've preached in, in more than 100 countries around the world for, for yet more than a century. And even before women had the right of, to vote in the US, yes, mm. our founder was creating a business model to give them the opportunity to gain financial independence and self-esteem and, 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 and do something that they enjoy most. And this has been reflected in everything we've done in the company. So as a, as a woman in Avon, I have never felt difficulties. But of course, with every role I've had in different countries, from Serbia to Russia to US to Istanbul um, to Johannesburg and or Jeddah, as an example, in Saudi Arabia, wherever I've been outside, part of different forums, or working with other counterparts, like with legislators for uh, to to create a better better environment, you know, to combat uh, domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So with every every interaction like that, I realized that it's still very difficult in many of the environments to be a woman in an executive role and 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 um, have an equality as in 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 getting the right message across and uh, the, the same influence uh, in in different um, yeah. different environments. Yeah, and, and uh, because it's one of the key pillars of your company, right? Supporting women. Uh, uh, do you th do, do you believe in, for example, the the equality between men and women in organization in terms of, for example, quota? that there should be a certain amount of women in the board or in management teams. What, what do you think of those kind of topics? So outside, so just to explain to me how Avon works, we have millions of representatives. Majority would be women by their choice. It's not, we do have some of our top sellers, uh, by the way, are men. <laughs> yeah. They love creating their own, you know, uh, business uh, with our beauty products. And they are maybe the keenest advocates for women empowerment. Yet in the company, we are just like any other corporation in our industry. We have research and development center. We do have manufacturers. We do have we we do have um, uh, the normal setup like every other uh, company. Yeah. And uh, here you would see a ratio ratios that um, are um, clearly reflecting our values at work, which are equality of chance. As an example, we do have, we quality are proud chance, to call you out. Said. You said quality of chance. Equality of chance, not of outputs. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's, that, that's do, a key driver. We do believe in healthy diversity. Healthy diversity means equality of chance, no matter gender, yes, sexual preferences, race, nationality, you name it. Yeah. We are making an effort to ensure that the pipeline of talents, internal and external, is as rich as possible with a proper representation. But then it comes at the end of the value we owe to our all our stakeholders, from yeah. shareholders to communities. Yeah. And of course, to women to whom we dedicate, you know, our entire mission and purpose. So when it comes to a professional value, it's equality of chance. Quality of chance. That's an important yes. notice, I think, to add. Uh, Angela, uh, uh, we, we, we touched upon quite some topics already, but, but you being a leader, well, I shouldn't say a leader, right? Should be, should say a partner or an, an engager, an enabler, or all the different uh, uh, definitions, of course. But what do you think? Because our audience are business leaders across all over Europe. What would you, what you, what, because you 
talked also about I want to not to push people but to pull people. I want to be part of the team. I want to make sure that there is a quality of chance, not outputs. That requires something from you as a person as well. What would you say the key advice to leaders who are listening to this interview? What would, you, would your key advice be to them? I would... Uh, it's difficult to give advices. Everyone has its own context. Yet I would tell what, what has helped me so far. And that is that I, for many, many years, I had a very strong compass. So when you have a strong compass, no matter the crisis, no matter the context, no matter the location, I've been through very difficult situations, uh, you know, in Istanbul, you know, in, in yeah. the famous 2016 with terrorism, Moscow, when it had a series of catastrophic natural events and, and local currency devaluation, lots of issues. More recently, you know, all the crises. So if you put everything together, I would say that what has helped was the compass. The compass is, is the one given by values and purpose for the company. So for me, it has been very clear for, from the very beginning that whatever decision I make in partnership with all my other stakeholders, we follow the purpose. What's the purpose of what's the why of this company? So once we understand the why, the means to follow that direction will, will, will be much clearer. Yeah. It's easier to eliminate the noise the biases, and then and and then uh, the action will will drive the results. Yeah. So, so you, actually, yeah. even if we talk about equality of chance, I will give you a, 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 how an equality of chance gives at the end outputs that we all feel proud of. Yeah. As an example, women in STEM, we all know this is a, an issue around the world. We say that there are not too many women scientists out there, yet. In our R&D center, which is, which is really a state-of-the-art research and development center, well-known around the world, in the beauty industry at least, with, with only more than 300 patents only in the last few years, 70% yeah. of our scientists are women. But they are not women because we really challenge this by a quota of output. It's because we simply worked with young students from the... Um, their early uh, years in the university and open up that equality of chance. Yeah, great. There, there it is again, the quality and, of and chance. And support education, again. engage yeah. scholarships from yeah. around the world, you know, to encourage uh, 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 girls yeah. to um, look as well you know, for an opportunity to create a career in this area. So this is how it's happened. This is how it comes with why. Then once the why is very clear, then you have multiple leaders. Everyone yeah. gets to be a partner. If the why is clear and their values are congruent and with yours, then then they are by our side and actions will give you the output we will need, including you know giving yeah. us the right and, diversity. And, and stay really close to yourself, I, I, I guess, as well. Angela, I have, I, have a, I have a final question for you, or actually the question for one of our next guests, actually. I would like to ask you, if you have a question for our following guest, which is a business leader, we cannot exactly reveal who it will be. But I thought let's ask Angela on um, what are your, um, uh, uh, let's say, challenges you face or the topics you face as a leader you would like to hear another thought on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So maybe there's something in your head that, well, this is something I'm, 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 I'm struggling with and I would like to hear others' thoughts on that. What would be your question to another global business leader in Europe? 
since I don't have Margaret's chance to know who is going to be the next it's leader, still a then surprise, the question yeah. would have been much more specific. <laughs> I will make the question uh, uh, that is specific to me and is the one that I'm asking myself quite often. And that's the question that it's pretty sobering, it's not easy to answer to at times, and requires constant effort to qualify for it. And that's the question is, if my people could choose me, could choose for my role, would they choose me and why? Wow. And then why today, why tomorrow? Wow, I think that's a, already a very specific, very good, valuable question we can ask in a, one of the following interviews I will have with one of the business leaders as well. I would like to thank you, Angela, very, very much for all your insights and for your taking us along on your personal uh, journey and your personal notions of leadership. I think what my impression is that you are a very balanced person and very true to yourself. And um, uh, what I've heard as well is that you uh, need to be that in order to give that to others and to in order to be of added value. Thank, thank you very you much, Angela, for your chance. interview. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you for the wonderful chat and, uh, and, and conversation. And I wish to your entire audience to uh, create, you know, that the success they are dreaming of for themselves and for, for their people. And uh, hopefully all of us together, we need to be more united than ever yeah. to have a, have a better world for our kids. Wow. Thank you so much, Angela. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, audience who are watching this interview. Thank you very much for watching this interview. We hope to see you next time again in another episode of In Conversation With. Bye bye.